1: Creating an estate plan for you and your family is a critically important matter you do not want to leave to chance. The Law Office of Larry Dersham has been designing custom estate plans and trusts for San Diegans for over 25 years and would be honored to assist you with all of your estate planning needs. To schedule a free consultation, please call Larry's office at 858-205-5361. That's 858-205-5361. 858-205-5361.
3: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Doctor Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and I am delighted that my co host, Larry Dersham and I are gonna bring you a very interesting guest. I'll tell you, we are just heating up for a really interesting year of politics, of legal issues. I mean, it's almost impossible to guess what we want to cover each week. Thankfully, we think I have no shortage of fascinating people to talk with. And Larry, who do we have on the line today?
4: God is founder and executive director of a and Partnership, which stands for Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership. Scott's passion is to see that every teenager in the country has the opportunity to hear a clearly reasoned, positive presentation on the benefits of abstinence until marriage and instruction on preparing for a healthy future marriage. Welcome to the program, Scott.
1: I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me on.
4: Scott, you know, a lot of the, uh,
3: your listeners are, you know, very much in line with what you do, what you stand for, what you try to promote. And, you know, we always wonder how people like you get into these causes. What led you to found A&M?
1: Well, yeah, thanks. You know, it was what I was seeing. What what I was seeing in our culture was kids sort of going over a cliff. And you you see that even today with the Uh, our kids are just living in a sea of confusion. And I was tremendously concerned. I actually, to be more specific, I got in it to save the babies. I was very concerned about the very high rates of abortion. Been doing this for about 25 years now. And when I got started, it uh, it was to reduce abortion. And I figured, you know, the best way we can reduce abortion is by helping young people learn about the benefits of reserving all sexual activity for marriage. And the more I got into it, the more I realized that marriage really is the significant message that needs to get communicated to our kids. And, you know, where today do kids get any positive, encouraging, helpful message about marriage and preparation for it? And so what we really want to do is lift them up out of a sea of confusing messaging and help them understand that marriage is a good and worthy goal and that reserving all sexual activity for the context of marriage is factually, objectively, provably the safest, healthiest, best option available for them. And we just make that very clear to them.
4: Scott, what changes or trends have you seen in our culture over the years that you've worked with teens on?
1: Well, the one that I think will be most surprising probably to your listeners because I find it. I just did a, I've been doing teacher trainings. I just did seven cities in the last couple of weeks. We finished our series yesterday. uh, And so I spend my time going around doing training seminars for teachers, and most don't know this. Uh, Teen pregnancies, births, and abortions have been in steady decline. For three decades and are currently at all time recorded lows very few people are aware of that uh i'll say it again teen pregnancies births and abortions and sexual activity among teens are at all time recorded lows that's the good news and so the the no, image that's that-
3: fascinating how do you explain that it's great news, but why? What's motivating well, this trend? Well, a
1: couple of things. It's not, it's not all good news. Uh, the, the good thing is sexual activity is uh, on the decline. That's good. The, the, the bad news in that statistic is that non-marital births are at an all-time recorded high. So, so here's what I say. So while teen births are at an all-time recorded low, Non marital births overall are at an all time high at 40% of the population. So 40% of American children are born outside the context of marriage. Mm. The message that that our teens are getting is uh, you should wait until you're older to have children. What message aren't they getting? You should wait until you're married. See the definition? Yeah. And so I would so. say even, even in terms of abstinence education, unfortunately, there are a lot of groups around the country that will tell kids, you know, you should wait, you should wait, you should delay, you should hold off, but they won't finish the sentence, they won't get the ball into the end zone, they won't take it all the way to say, wait until you're married, that's the point. And so we need to really lift up a clear and compelling message to young people, not just to wait. But to wait until you're in a actual marriage relationship—is there a ring on your finger?
3: <laughs> you know, Scott. One, I'm—I'm I'm really. This is a perfect segue. What you just said because I wanted to ask you about um, how you promote the reality. I mean, let's face it. it even people that don't have a faith grounding they still you know understand the benefits of marriage you know the the permanence the covenant the you know just the the blessings that come with with having a spouse as opposed to you know just sort of being partners forever even those that don't belong to a faith tradition that values marriage how do you speak to the to society at large just reminding everybody what the benefits are of being married and then having a family
1: Well, very good. That's exactly what we do. Most of our work is in public schools. So we seek to work with, in terms of uh, influencing public policy and uh, public school education. What many people aren't aware of is that Planned Parenthood is not only the largest provider of abortions in America, they are also the largest provider of sex education programs in American schools. Sex education has done great harm to our youth. And what sex education is is simply a codification of the sexual revolution. What was the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s? It was, you don't need to be married. You can get yourself some contraception and sex with a whole bunch of people. It'll be great. And that is essentially the message of sex education in American schools. There's no mention of marriage, and it's all about all the different types of contraception that you can use because, of course, you're going to be sexually active. So that's the environment that we come into, and we say to schools and to states and the government, listen, there's an alternative message that you can be giving to your kids, which is much better and healthier. And yes, you're right. It's all objective research. It's objective data. It's undebatable. Uh, All truth is God's truth, and so even though I'm in the public square where I don't get to use chapter and verse, because if I'm in a public school, I can't quote the Bible because we live in America where we have free speech, which means you can't say certain things. So I have to use data and research and facts, which are all support, as you said, the clear and objective benefits of marriage for individuals, for the children within those relationships, For culture and society, marriage is the cornerstone of culture. And where you have decaying marriages, broken marriages, is where you have fractured communities. And where you have strong marriages and strong families is where you have healthy communities. That's not debatable. And so we just make that case very clearly in the public square.
4: We've all watched in the news, Scott, with horror, the drag shows they're putting before children. The uh, pornography in the libraries in the form of, even though in cartoon form, usually it's very explicit. And I always thought that this would all stop when they go after the kids and they're going after the kids. So what does the sexual deviance of our society today grow out of when it comes to our kids in this country?
1: It's really uh, very alarming, uh, isn't it? And I think all of us, I think everyone listening to this right now, is alarmed by what is happening to our young people. And you know, as they as they like to the chant, "We're coming for your kids," they actually are coming. They're they're not only coming for our kids; they're taking our kids. Uh, in fact, um, th- there's so many stories as, as you are aware of of the egregious nature of what is happening. And yet, rather than you know sit there and watch the news and be all upset about it. And we are upset about it naturally, honestly, but we can do something about it. And what A&M is all about is presenting a positive solution to that deviance, that there is a way that we can actually educate our young people in a healthy way. In other words, it's not enough for me to go to a school and say, stop doing the bad. I have to present to them the good And so we want them to stop the bad, but we've got to have an alternative to give them, and that's what we're all about. We want to give them the alternative message, not just don't do the bad, but do the good.
3: You know, I love that you mentioned that because, you know, our young, our precious young people are susceptible to mentors and role models. I mean, think about it. Many of them still live at home. They go to school. So you've got family, faith leaders and faculty available to invest, to pour into these young people's lives, to lead them on a very different path. Scott, how do you make that path more alluring than the realm of social media influencers, which sadly leads in a very different direction?
1: Well, our, our beautiful advantage is, is truth. Truth is very powerful. And when we – look, the kids aren't the problem. The problem is the geniuses, the smart people, the administrators, the, you know, the brilliant ones. And when we can get to the kids – they absolutely eat this message up because they're dying for truth. They live in a gray world, and they can never make sense of anything because everything is so cloudy and murky and confusing. And when we lay truth in front of them, it is so clear and so beautiful and so compelling, they reach for it. What we're teaching and them works with their nature. We're,
3: we're almost at the end of the show, so give, tell us your website
1: ampartnership.org ampartnership.org and it's a way that people can partner with us to reach the next generation of youth with a clear and compelling message on the benefits of abstinence and full marriage
3: there you heard it thank you very much and you are listening to today with Dr. Wendy don't touch that dial Larry Dersham and I have a second half coming up for you you don't want to miss back in a flash
2: cycle lowlights have no place here you're listening to the headline highlights on today with dr wendy on the answer san diego
5: this program is brought to you by happy days Health, official distributors of the full line of shackley products meet meology daily doses of exactly what you need to thrive meology is the science-backed supplement plan that's made just for you Powered by 100 years of Shackley research and experience. Delivered right to your door in your own personalized daily dose packs. It all starts with a few questions so we can get to know you. During our quick assessment, we ask you about your health goals, diet, and exercise to get a clear picture of who you are and what your body needs. We analyze your responses to create a personalized supplement plan built uniquely for you. Your personalized supplements arrive at your door each month in convenient daily dose packs. All you need to do is grab one and get on with your day. To get started with your personalized nutrition plan, just visit our website at happydays.health and click on the Visit Us link. That's happydays.health and click on the Visit Us link.
2: It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick.
3: Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and Larry and I both watched the debate, and uh, this week was probably the most animated. I think we've seen uh, several of those candidates, I dare say, more than the first debate. So we are warming up for a very interesting uh, run towards 2024 with a um, a variety of colorful candidates that all want to be the Republican nominee. Uh, Larry, I mean, what stood out to you, or shall I say who, as either having a breakout performance, not having one, or even putting points on the board?
4: Yeah, I have to uh, admit to this, Wendy. I watched Trump speak in Michigan before the uh, auto workers, uh, he's such a good speaker, I'm fascinated. <laughs> I didn't technically watch the debate live, but I picked up a lot of YouTube and uh, tapes and stories about the debate. So uh, as far as standing out, uh, I think it was It was a lot of people were saying it was very, uh, it wasn't very interesting. And these, uh, I think it was seven candidates, they talked. And he didn't have a whole lot to talk about. I guess one of the things <laughs> that people are pointing out is Chris Christie. It's, he called uh, uh, former President Donald Trump Donald Duck. I, that seems so immature. It seems like the only thing he, he gets going to body language. the only time that guy gets animated is when he's attacking Trump. And I think that's his purpose. I don't think he has any vision for the country. He's just trying to bring Trump down. I don't know who's behind him financially, but that's my opinion. His body language only became animated when he attacked Trump.
3: Yeah, you know, enthusiasm is contagious if it's authentic enthusiasm about, you know, making life better for Americans. And many of the people that watch debates watch because it's entertainment. It's political theater. However, when they do, they also end up learning about what makes candidates stick out uh, from each other and how they distinguish themselves. I also have to say, you know, image matters. And Nikki Haley, for example, had a gorgeous red suit on. Um, her, Her body language was appropriate. You know, it, it's, it's a matter of sort of looking presidential as well as knowing what to say. Everybody looks good, so everybody knows that they can dress up. But when you talk about breakout moments, it's true that people watching really take to Twitter and mention things that they're either irritated with, or that they noticed. Just a couple examples. Um, the, the, the VEC has a laugh that's distinctive. Um, that is interesting to some people. What does it have to do with this politics? Nothing. But that's my point. Sometimes these live debates, uh, either create an opportunity for people to notice little idiosyncrasies different candidates have do they use a chopping motion do they look to the side what are their expressions like others listen to hear about the kitchen table issues that matter to them and their families and i just wonder are there any of those candidates that really you think resonate with the american public with everything they care about education health care inflation i mean you know the gas and groceries. I don't know whether you think anybody put points on the board and some of the very practical issues we care about.
4: Yeah, I think uh, Nikki Haley, I agree with you, uh, you know, dressed great for the part. She had really great body language, very uh, poised, and uh, very uh, uh, possibly presidential. And so I would give her the the winning, a nod on that one. I think that uh, Ron DeSantis, some people said that his He had a smile on his face that is very strained, like he was forcing himself to smile. I don't know if you felt the same way.
3: Interesting that you mentioned the fourth smile, because, you know, if you look at what the research says, many people think a- any smile is better than no smile, because we all notice frowns and, and expressions of discontent or displeasure. I mean, who can forget the Bush-Gore debate uh, surrounding the, the election of 2000 when Gore was rolling his eyes, and now he cleaned up his act by the next debate. But the point is we tend to notice um, the sort of downer, the the sad, the ex- you know, the negative emotions being expressed more than the positive. So I think it's fascinating there that you, you picked up on a forced smile. I'll tell you what, that's not what most people notice. But you know, I, let me let me pick up on that. Any uh, candidate that is able to have an authentically joyful smile in the middle of a firing squad on a debate stage, I want to know what they're drinking. I want to have some of it in my own life because it's almost impossible to authentically feel joyful and happy and peaceful and patient when you're in the middle of a stage like that. And I mean that quite literally because Ron DeSantis was in the middle um, because he's doing so well. But you know what? It's like he's got to worry about losing second place. To one of these other candidates. I mean, he was blanked by Nikki, who was very feisty um, this week, very different from uh, her first performance. Do you remember Carly Fiorina? You and I were talking about her the last presidential. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Presidential. She's wonderful. Yeah. It, she is wonderful, and she looks tremendous, and it was the same kind of dynamic. She was poised, she did well, her mannerisms were good, but it didn't help her in the polls. Larry, do you think that either uh, Ron DeSantis's strained expression, or Nikki Haley's feistiness and enthusiasm, or Chris Christie's animation when he talks about Donald Trump, whether or not people enjoy watching these candidates, is it going to make a difference?
4: I think that uh, Donald Trump... Uh, is a master at strategy. The fact that he would put on this speech uh, side-by-side with the debate, that's going to drain a lot of people away, like it did me, and that's ingenious. And why would he get mixed up and let people take pot shots at him when he's so far ahead in the polls? I think he's brilliant. I think he's the most brilliant one out there. And uh, regardless how you think about his personality, these people are going to have to go against vicious world leaders around the world that want to eliminate the United States of America. Every man, woman, and child, or at least, you know, they want to eliminate the, the whole concept of our Constitution. So we need somebody that's strong, that projects that strength, they can speak off the cuff. And uh, so uh, I don't know if that answers your question, Wendy, but I, I think there's no contest. And just another point. A lot of people think, why aren't they holding these debates so early, so early? I mean, we're not there yet. I mean, shouldn't these people kind of have their own little uh, speeches and go around and drop out? And then when it gets later on, they can have the debate. I think people are going to forget this. It'll be out of memory, out of mind. And so I don't understand that aspect of it either. Well, you know, what's interesting, Larry, um,
3: there's another, uh, and you and I are both lawyers, there's another aspect of why Donald Trump might not want to be on that stage. And that is he is now a defendant in four criminal cases. There is no way he would take that stage and not be asked about some of his conduct that underlies all of those indictments he's under. How in the world would he answer any of that, knowing that anything he says might incriminate him? and At the very least, whether it does or not, it's fodder to use against him in court. Um, I mean, wouldn't that be a very practical reason? Also, you think that maybe it was wise for him not to show up?
4: Oh, I I definitely think, and uh, this is going into the opinion realm, that if anybody out there... uh, Believes that all these really weak cases are being brought separately and simultaneously, almost bam, bam, bam. I I don't know. It's a plan. It's like the bullies of the school are picking on this guy, beating him to the ground, and we're just standing around watching. And I, we got to watch. But to me, I I have no credit. I don't give any credibility to these fake and very weak lawsuits that are hitting him. They will not eliminate his chances. Of winning, But the thing is, every time they do that, his poll numbers go up, because I think most people, and this is beyond parties, this is beyond Republican or Democrat, most people see that this is a pattern of election interference, and they don't even talk, the news doesn't even talk about all the crimes of the Biden family. Unbelievable. So sometimes you can tell the truth, but if you leave out important stories, is that really the full truth? No, it's not. I'm talking about the mainstream media. So I, I think you're right about Trump and his wife, because of that, too. But uh, I, I just think that uh, it's really helping him that people are seeing that he's very smart and he's being picked on in a major way by the left wing.
3: Yeah, you know, another thing that really is interesting about these debates in terms of the candidate performances is there's probably something to the idea that most of them don't think they're going to win the Republican nomination. They're distinguishing themselves for the future. And it's not just wanting a cabinet position, but that might be part of it. But I think some of these people, especially the younger folks like Vivek Ramaswamy, I mean, they've got a long political future. And if they can make a name for themselves now through doing a good, common-sense job through delivering both flash and substance, on the debate stage, who say they cannot take this newfound notoriety and use it to fund themselves as a prospective name for the political future of the Republican Party?
4: Exactly. And uh, there was one other note on the debate. There was a time, it happened at least once, maybe more, when everybody was talking over each other. It sounded like you walk into a a room before the meeting starts. Nobody can hear what they're saying. It's almost like they're yelling at each other. And that was a very poor, uh, poor moment, I thought, for the Fox uh, debate uh, presentation.
3: Yeah, you know, they asked really great questions. And I think the candidates were so worried about not getting enough airtime <laughs> that they really did jump on top of each other. You know, and I'm also surprised that Mike Pence, or maybe I shouldn't be, is so far to the end of the stage. I mean, he... Is- seem to, you know, enjoy at least enough support to overtake some of those candidates, but it just goes to show you political experience in and of itself, including likability, is just not enough to get people towards the center. It's the same dynamic, Larry, you and I watched and commented on when, uh, when we were looking at the um, 2016 election. So uh, I know we're at the, at the end of the show. Let me just say that we're going to be watching all of this very closely as we um, move into 2024. You do not want to miss some of the guests that uh, Larry and I are going to have on the show. And you also don't want to miss some of the dialogue. We're going to have a really good time kind of bringing the facts into the sunlight and seeing who is and isn't wrapped up for the job. So with all of that, we want to wish all of our listeners a delightful rest of your weekend. And we will be seeing you next weekend, same time, back here. Cam, Saturday night, you are listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. Larry Dersham and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Have a blessed week and we'll see you then.
5: This program is brought to you by HappyDays.Health, official distributors of the full line of Shackley products. Meet Meology, daily doses of exactly what you need to thrive. Meology is the science-backed supplement plan that's made just for you. Powered by 100 years of Shackley research and experience, delivered right to your door in your own personalized daily dose packs. It all starts with a few questions so we can get to know you. During our quick assessment, we ask you about your health goals, diet, and exercise to get a clear picture of who you are and what your body needs. We analyze your responses to create a personalized supplement plan built uniquely for you. Your personalized supplements arrive at your door each month in convenient daily dose packs. All you need to do is grab one and get on with your day. To get started with your personalized nutrition plan, just visit our website at happydays.health and click on the visit us link. That's happydays.health and click on the visit us link.